Good morning. It's Wednesday, May 24th. My name is J.B. Hickson with Not By Works Ministries, coming to you from my studio beneath the sky nestled here in the tall timbers of Colorado. Beautiful day and really looking forward to talking with Randy here on this World Events Update. I'll bring Randy on here in just a moment, but just want to remind you to please keep us in your prayers as my family and I head out today, in fact, to head to Tulsa, Oklahoma for the Mid-America Prophecy Conference Really excited about the two messages that the Lord has put on my heart at this conference. Uh, I'll be there with uh, Andy Woods, Tommy Ice, Charlie Bing, a few others. Uh, wonderful conference, 14th annual conference, in fact. And by the way, not too late to join us. So if you decide, hey, I think I want to take a road trip and head to Oklahoma, come join us. The conference is Friday and Saturday. It kicks off Friday morning at 9 o'clock, runs all the way through the end of the day, Saturday great lineup of speakers. Uh, I'll be speaking uh, twice on uh, Friday. I'm going to be speaking on the Great Satanic Reset, uh, the New World, and an Old Enemy. And then on Saturday, I'll be speaking about uh, transhumanism, creating God in the image of man. Uh, but I know there's going to be some other fantastic messages, and I will be posting my videos as soon as they are finished. So Friday night, by Friday night, my Friday message will be up. By Saturday night, my Saturday message will be up. Uh, and then you can also contact Not By Works Ministries after the conference, and we can tell you how you can get uh, the entire list of uh, messages from all the speakers, uh, all of the video streaming. They don't put them on DVD, and they don't live stream, but uh, I have been told uh, that they are available after the conference uh, uh, for for streaming. So reach out to us if that's something you'd be interested in. We'll make sure we put you in touch with the right person. But uh, lots going on. I encourage you to check out my article that I wrote yesterday. Uh, you know, we, you know, we try to write one article uh, each week. And yesterday, uh, the Lord put on my heart to talk about uh, all that glitters is not gold. And I uh, hope you'll check that out. Uh, we've got some great podcasts last night. Prophecy Night went very well. And by the way, we did have a, a little bit of an audio glitch uh, for my microphone. We finally got the audience microphone working, and then my microphone glitched out. Uh, the devil just really loves to to wreak havoc. I was talking to Randy off off air this morning about how uh, you know it's just tough when you're doing everything yourself. You don't really have a sound crew or production crew to help you. It's hard to remember everything. And, and uh, we uh, we actually connected the wrong mic last night, so you can hear it. The audio is is certainly usable, but it's not up to the quality that we usually have. So sorry about that. Bear with us. But great session last night. We talked about the mysterious disappearances, cattle mutilations all kinds of paranormal activity that seem to be on the rise the closer we get to the return of the Lord. We also had some fantastic questions, and it's so great now that you can actually hear the questions and hear the, the people in their own voice uh, talk about what they're uh, wanting to know about. So check that out from last night, either the video or the audio podcast. They're both available. Um, and then, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, pray for us as we head to Tulsa. Um, and um, as always, we certainly appreciate your prayers. Let me read a couple of scriptures here before we bring Randy on. And based on what he's going to be talking about this morning, I think these passages from Proverbs 24 are quite appropriate. We'll start with verse 10, where we are reminded, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. And boy, we need to be strong in days like these. Uh, there are things happening rapidly. I've had the chance to interact with a few other Bible prophecy experts, even in the last 24 to 48 hours uh, by email and by phone. And uh, there just seems to be a sense of foreboding out there. And 
And that kind of comes and goes. I get it. You know, sometimes we get that sense and and sure enough, something significant prophetically happens, uh, some world event or some, you know, event in the United States. Maybe it's a, a tragic shooting or uh, some economic issue. But, uh, but you know, it doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, we're you know, the rapture is going to happen today, but it certainly could. That's what we certainly believe doctrinally is that the rapture is imminent. It could happen at any time. But a lot of us are sensing that uh, really, the, you know, the news is steering us toward uh, some type of unfreezing event uh, being uh, ever so near. So again, I don't, I'm, I'm not a prophet. I'm not claiming to have any sort of uh, you know special revelation here. But I just want you to know that what Randy's going to be talking about today is going to really cause us to to lean on the Lord and not faint in the day of adversity. Proverbs 24 goes on to talk about how a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked will fall by calamity. That's verse 16. And so, um, you know, that's uh, the, the second part of that's quite encouraging, right? A, a wicked will fall by calamity, and indeed they will. Ultimately, when Christ comes back, at the second coming, at the Battle of Armageddon, the Antichrist, the false prophet, is go are going to be defeated and uh, cast into the lake of fire. Um, but the first part of that verse is a little discouraging because it talks about how the righteous man may fall seven times, but he still rises again. And uh, so whatever may happen, uh, if the Lord tarries is coming, you know, we, we recognize that uh, we may be, as Paul said, downtrodden, but not defeated. You know, he, we can be crushed, but not, um, you know, ultimately defeated. So God is faithful. Uh, God is faithful. And then verses 19 and 20 uh, also caught my attention this morning. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the wicked. You know, sometimes uh, in a weird sort of way, even those of us that are awake and are, are Bible-believing Christians, we look at some of the evil that's out there, and we have this strange sort of envy because they seem to be able to do whatever they want and get away with it. They seem to be able to go unchecked, and the, all the brakes fall their way because, of course, the system is rigged, and it's geared towards inequities and cheaters and liars and thieves. Um and so we sometimes fret because of that, and we we think, man, can anybody stop them? Well, yes, someone can. In that verse, that passage goes on to say in verse 20, there will be no prospect for the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. I talked about in my article yesterday how not all that glitters is, is, is gold, or all that glitters is not gold, is the exact quote from Shakespeare. And, you know, sometimes we see a lot of glittering out there. We see a lot of shiny things that look attractive, uh, but that lamp will be put out. That shininess will someday be snuffed out when Christ comes back. So be encouraged, my friends. Um, I know that sometimes uh, we get emails from our World Events Update that say, boy, you know, you scared me to death, and this is a lot of heavy stuff. And so, of course, I do the, the thing any godly Christian would do when I respond to those emails, and I say, uh, well, blame it on Randy. It's all his fault. I'm trying to be encouraging, but he is the one that's uh, <laughs> the naysayer. No, not, not, not really. But Randy, welcome back to the program. Can't wait. Here he's going to be talking about Russia, about uh, this uh, shipment of uh, ammonium nitrate that strangely went missing, and uh, just he's got some other uh, pretty interesting news. He shared with me some things that we won't be sharing on air that uh, definitely uh, you know have us uh, kind of you know keeping the powder dry. Let's just say that. So, Randy, welcome back to the program. Yeah. 
Thank you, I, I think. <laughs> After that introduction, I'm not sure. But anyway, so I always hate to disappoint because, like Pastor said, we're not, never here to uh, rattle you, um, give you despair, anything like that. But I have to tell you, the last week has probably been the most bizarre week that I've enjoyed in the last year. And I'm going to share what I can with you. The other stuff, just understand that... Um, as I can, I'll let you know what's going on. But some of this stuff is not anything I can talk about right now. So first, let's start off about four or five weeks ago, we talked about Project Bluebeam. Now, at that time, I told you it was theoretical. We went over what had, ha what had happened. Uh, pastors covered that also. But a CIA agent was actually interviewed, and I watched the interview this last week. And he says Project Bluebeam is in effect and it is moving forward. So if you remember, that's getting rid of all religions, making one world religion, one monetary system, destroying the family. Ultimately, it's going to end up in either an actual battle or a false flag where then the UFOs are going to be present, a war is going to be present, who knows what they've plan and what might have been changed, but he says it's in effect. So if you look at what's going on, you really have to wonder because we're seeing more UFOs than ever. They're getting uh, blatant and they are getting in your face. They're not afraid of us. Uh, we see problems with our currency, the world currencies, the religion. We've seen the problem with the um, Abrahamic um, temple. And so it's all coming to fruition. So keep that in mind as I go through some of this stuff, because I think it's going to make a lot more sense to you here very quickly. All right. We're going to start off local. Uh, in the last week, our governor has said that um, basically non-citizen immigrants will be providing law enforcement in the state of Colorado. They will be armed, but they will not be citizens but they will have arrest powers and they will do everything that a police officer does. My only question here is, why are we not using our own citizens for police officers? So you know there's something behind that. We don't know what, but I'm sure we're gonna find out very soon. Um, I noticed on the BBC, they had mentioned the other day that I think pretty much everybody knows potassium iodide and what it's used for in nuclear explosions, uh, such as medical uh, waste for CAT scan, stuff like that, a nuclear power plant. But up until now, there hasn't been much that's effective for all of the other byproducts of a nuclear explosion. Now, there has been a development, it's called HOPO 14-1. It's brand new, and it will work against uranium, neptunium, plutonium, americium, and let's see, curium. We also are using Prussian blue for cesium and thallium. Now, basically what that will do is give them the capacity to treat radiation sickness to an extent. If you get a direct dose or you're in the uh, explosion zone, you're, you're gone, but they're developing new things, so you have to believe that they're seeing a need for it and something is going to happen that um, they're going to use it. Now, if you have potassium iodide, and we all have this stuff, 
Um, unless you're allergic to it or something, it's not going to hurt you. So if there is a nuclear attack, you take one tablet immediately. You take another tablet a day later, and that's all you should need. All that does is fill up your thyroid with potassium so that the radioactive iodine-131 is not absorbed. Very simple. Uh, you can get a lot more information at the CDC website, wired.com, Nuclear Regulatory Commission, Department of Energy, et cetera. But I just thought I would put that out there because up until now, things were pretty hopeless. And I don't know that they're much better now, but at least somewhat. Yeah, let, let me... Let me chime in on a couple things here real quick. Uh, first of all, we're always picking up new listeners. And so someone reminded me recently that it would be good to just introduce you. Uh, we we tend to sort of just jump right in and assume that everybody knows uh, who Randy is. But Randy's a, a dear friend and colleague that uh, has all kinds of uh, insights and sources and a background in uh in a variety of uh, areas, and so uh, the Lord allowed our paths to cross some time ago, and uh, He we did a podcast together. I brought him on just to say, you know, to to talk about a few key things from some of his sources, both in the military and the business world and the political world, and it just went so well. We decided to make it a regular thing. So we've been for many months now doing a weekly world events update. And uh, he's got a background in, in uh, as a private detective, an EMT, firefighter, uh, all kind, you know, insurance. Um, so uh, that's who Randy is. And he mentioned locally, and and again, I don't want to take anything for granted. But for those of you who may be new to the Not By Works podcast, we are based out of Colorado, as I said at the outset of the program today. And Randy lives uh, oh a couple hours from where I live, and uh, so we're both here in the state of Colorado. And you know, one of the things as you talk about them finding these uh, remedies, so to speak, or counteractive agents for some of the nuclear issues. It just kind of makes me, it's just one piece of the puzzle, Randy, that makes me think, what do they know that we don't? You know, it's kind of like they they just issued uh, more than 50 senators uh, got sat phones. I'm sure you saw that. And maybe you right. would talk about that. But, you know, w- why are they doing that now? I mean, they've had sat phones forever. Why, why now are we suddenly issuing our nation's leaders sat phones? It's again, it just begs the question, what do they know? Uh, that way we don't have you heard any inside scoop on that well here's on the here here's the interesting things on the sat phones first off there are about 50 50 plus senators that have them now how many democrat senators are there in the senate uh just right at 50 right at 50 exactly yeah and so i'm wondering who got the sat phones they don't tell us who and they don't tell us who the manufacturer was. But the biggest manufacturer and the biggest um, group with sat phones out there is called Iridium. And they've been they've been in existence for quite a while. But a year ago, guess who bought Iridium? Elon Our friend, Musk. Yeah. Elon Musk. Now, if these are all Iridium, doesn't that make you wonder just a little bit what's going on? Because remember, he has his um, Starlink, which has all of his satellites. He's now into the satellite phones. And what I thought was really interesting when I did a little research on this, Iridium has 66 satellites around the world that they use. Now, they are in low Earth orbit. So if we ever get hit by an EMP, they're taken out also. But I did a little more deeping. They now have... Digging, they now have three 
geostationary satellites further up in orbit that would never be affected by an EMP. So it's kind of like, have they been planning this? Was this just all of a sudden something they thought was necessary? Um, it's very suspicious when 50 of them are given out. Supposedly everybody's notified, but they didn't want them. But if you notice, we left out the House of Representatives. Yeah, so well, they yeah, give it, it, it's really bizarre. I mean, you, you talk about Elon Musk with Neuralink and, uh, uh, you know, the satellite, you know, the the uh, satellite linking. What is that? What is that one? Uh, Starlink. Oh, yeah. Starlink. Starlink. I knew it started with an S. And, uh, you know, you, you've got. Um, you know, all these sat phone link. There's just a lot of linking going on. And it makes me yes. concerned when they're linking too many things together and who's going to benefit from that. But uh, I've talked about before sat phones in, in the context of preparedness. Um, what's your take? Uh, and I agree, by the way, something really strange is going on with these, you know, giving out sat phones to senators. But, um, you know, because I mean, any senator can buy his own sat phone if he wants to, and he, and he probably should. But uh What's your take on sat phones as a potential piece of the preparedness puzzle? Are they a benefit to have? Well, you know, we had talked about that a year, year and a half ago. The thing is, they're expensive. They're $500 to $2,000 for the phone. And then if you don't get on a monthly plan, they charge like $3 a minute to use. Now, if they're going to be subject to an EMP, of course, what use would they be? But another thing that Elon Musk just announced last week. He has a quantum computer, which uses qubits instead of bits, but it will crunch one quintillion bit qubits per second. Now, when you put that, when you add that in with his satellites, with the sat phone, with 5G and everything else, you've got to wonder what the big plan here is that it everybody in the government probably knows about, but we don't. Now, a sat phone would be usable as long as you are able to get a hold of a satellite, but you can do the same thing with ham radio. Ham radio, you can get a hold of a satellite. You can transmit on that also. So I think there are other things going on with Musk and his group and the government that we don't know about yet, but let's face it. If the COVID vaccine had the... Um, um, substances, the graphene oxide, et cetera, in it that we know that they did now. It is actually building structures in the body. It hooks up to 5G, would hook up to the sat phones. I mean, we kind of see how this plan is all coming together. And in the last few weeks, they've announced that they're coming out in the next year or two with 10G. Hmm. Now, I don't know what that is going to be able to do that the 5G can't, but it's very interesting. All of this evolves around Elon Musk. Now, what's the connection? We know Elon is probably one of the questionable people as far as uh, good versus bad, Luciferian versus whatever. And, you know, he, I have, I am a member of his channel, so I listen to him every other day. And he keeps saying it's all going to come to an end in a week or two. Hmm. Now, we're right in the middle of week two. He keeps apologizing for mistakes that have been made. What is he trying to tell us? I mean, if we look at the sat phones all of a sudden, we look at the uh, rail car with 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate going missing. 
uh, is there an attack coming? Is there a false flag coming? Now, if we go back to the um, Alfred Murrah Center in beautiful Oklahoma City and Timothy McVeigh many years ago when he exploded the ammonium nitrate uh, up against the building as close as he could get, remember that explosion in that truck consisted of 4,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate. What is missing is 60,000. Yeah. And and by the way, because I know I'll get emails about this, uh, and I, I talk about this in, in my Spirit of the Antichrist books, but the official narrative of the Oklahoma City bombing is completely false. There were there were multiple bombs inside the building. There's even local TV footage coverage of uh, ATF agents bringing unexploded uh, ordinances out of the building uh, in the in the chaos. And, you know, math of he did he did not uh, act alone by any means. And, you know, as with other uh, false narratives. You know, scientists have proven that there's no way a rider truck with ammonium nitrate in it parked where it was could have caused the types of type of damage that that building uh, did. But yeah, nevertheless, uh, it is a commonly used explosive and terrorist attacks. 60,000 pounds uh, went missing. Uh, I mean, how does that happen, by the way? Um, and uh, this was May 22nd. So we're just talking about two days ago when this was reported. Um you know, there are just a lot of precincts reporting, metaphorically speaking. I mean, you've got the the debt ceiling, uh, and I mentioned this to someone by uh, email recently. You know, I, I've always played down all the hype about the debt ceiling because it's been going on for years. Every time it comes up, there's all this, oh my, the sky is falling. And then miraculously at the 11th hour, they figure out how to raise the debt. And it's all smoke and mirrors. I mean, our government has been on, our economy has been on life support for decades. Uh, it's it's just a matter of when the Luciferians decide to pull the plug. Uh, but I, I think something seems a little different this time. It just seems like the news coverage the people that are talking about it, the looks in their eyes even, seem to indicate perhaps something could be different. So again, it's just one more precinct reporting, so to speak, that indicates could this could we be coming to a head here in one way or another? Now, you know, we could be sitting here talking after June 1st and they find found a way to resolve it and everything's fine. And that, that's kind of what I expect to happen, honestly. But I just can't help but escape the feeling that uh, you know, there there are a lot of things happening all at once and, and wonder if they're connected. Well, that's a good point, because we talk about the debt ceiling and the, the goalpost moves as to when we're going to breach it, when we're going to have a problem with it. But what everybody should understand, this time is different from the others. To raise the debt ceiling, it has to be passed by Congress both aisles, and I don't know if they'd have time to do that now by the time they need it, but the way that that money is raised is by selling U.S. treasuries. Who is going to buy a U.S. treasury now? We know they're worthless. We know that we're $32 trillion in the hole. We know that the BRICS nations are bringing nations on weekly. There are now 80 more nations that want to join BRICS. So you have to go, okay, is this all smoke and mirrors? Because if Congress raises it, if they come to an agreement, then you sell the bonds. The bonds aren't going to sell. So what are we going to do? We're in the same area and same problems as we have yeah. right now. 
Yeah. And when I say, you know, pull the plug, that that to me is a very uh, apt metaphor for, for what I think is going to happen when it does happen. We don't know if this is it, but you know the the people that are in that are in power in American in the American government they are all controlled and, and I don't you know I, I literally mean all I mean the ones that have any true power are controlled and the Luciferians that are pulling the strings of world power in an effort to usher in the one world system are the ones controlling them and so if they decide they the Luciferians decide you know it's time then they will instruct these people in uh, in government, whether that's the Treasury Secretary, the President, Senators, Congressmen, you know, other uh, cabinet members and bureaucrats, they will tell them, nope, you know, don't do it. And, and they will have to do what they say because they're controlled. And we can get into another time uh, to different ways in which they control people. But, uh, you know, it's, it, we are not autonomous. We don't get to do whatever we want as a nation. We are controlled and have been for quite a while. And so if they decide to do that, well, then we can't pay our debts. And so then, you know, China and all these other countries start calling in their debts and it's curtains. I mean, it's it's a rapid, rapid cataclysmic type fall. And, th and that's, uh, you know, that's what I see kind of in the tones and in the, the reading between the lines of what, you know, people are are saying is they they almost seem like in the past, it's like they're just doing it for show because they know but it's all hype. And before it's all said and done, they're going to raise the debt ceiling, you know, but this time it's almost like they're pleading and they're, they make it seem like they're pleading with Congress or, you know, pleading for, for bipartisan agreement of some kind. But I get the sense they're pleading with the powers that be, they're pleading with the Luciferians, not yet, you know, give us more time. Yeah. I have now, I have it on good authority that, something massive, something catastrophic is going to happen very soon. Now, the dates mentioned were this weekend, and that could be factual, that could not be. I mean, they were kind of guessing just like everybody does. But with the explosives, with the sat phones, with the debt ceiling, with Russia pretty much being at the end of their rope with us because of what we're doing, Biden didn't want to send F-16s. Um, now he does. Uh, the incursions into Russia, which is making Putin look like an idiot. We know something is going to happen. Now, I stopped at the banks that I deal with, talked to people, and one of the credit unions said they told the government last week again, they are not going to join in any cryptocurrency, any CBDC, et cetera. They're not interested. They're going to maintain where they're at. Now, we'll see if that actually happens. Um, talk to another bank. And they told me, we're so small, they just skipped us. Which leads me to believe that either the bank is going to merge with somebody or it's going to be, what do I want to say, absorbed. Due to money problems, I look at the banks this morning, they're down again. Um Listening to Lynette Zhang, which I think everybody knows from us talking about her prior, and some other people, um, I come across some really information, a uh, really good information, which deals with uh, the CBDC. Basically, she thinks, and a lot of other ones do too, that the United States is not going to really have their own currency. We're going to use what is called an SDR. And that is basically through the World Bank and the IMF. 
And it's an international reserve asset. Basically, every day, the values of the Japanese yen, the Chinese yuan, the U.S. dollar, the British pound sterling, and the euro are evaluated for their value. Now, the IMF and the um, World Bank have already set up a system called, uh, what was it, U-Coin or Eurocoin, something like that, that we discussed a few weeks ago, so that if something would happen, they can move into place immediately. And so if one would have a nice long weekend, uh, all of this could transpire before anything happened that we even knew about. Yeah. Now, let, let, let me just clarify for our listeners, SDR special drawing rights is what that stands for. It's basically the IMF that's kind of put together a huge bucket of multiple currencies, the US dollar, the euro, the Chinese, Japanese, yen, Chinese, uh, whatever their currency is called, the Japanese yen and the British pound. Uh, mm -hmm. And 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 they they control it and that that's what this person was was meaning is that the US won't have its own sovereign national currency we would be able to draw down on based on our level of cooperation with you know climate change and you know the world health organizations rulings and things by the way that's another subject i don't know if you're going to get into but the world health organization meeting that's going on right now where they're basically rolling out um a whole set of global rules that everyone has to follow in the next pandemic, and nobody is objecting, least of all the United States. It's just stunning how easily people give up their rights. And it once again is further evidence of a Luciferian conspiracy, as talked about in Scripture and as documented through centuries of of, of clear evidence uh, in 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 world history. But uh, yeah, that, that's what the that's what the uh, the SDRs uh, are. And while while I've got the mic, let me also go back to something you said a moment ago, just to to clarify. You know, Randy has shared with me offline confidentially some information that we're not you know comfortable sharing necessarily over the air. But when he talks about quote having on good authority, uh, I can tell you that there are people out there who um, who are connected and in the know who are concerned about th <clears throat> things that are that are happening nobody except ultimately the the ones pulling the strings knows the timetable uh and of course they have to contend with god the ultimate creator of the universe who is ultimately sovereign and and he may or may not allow these things to happen so that's why he says, you know, they're they're thinking something could happen as soon as this weekend, but they don't really know. It's because they're not in charge. And so, but you know, people that that uh, get, let's just put it this way, they get my attention and Randy's attention uh, are concerned. And so, you know, we just want to, you know, let you know it's just one more piece of the puzzle, right, Randy? Exactly, and that's a good way. That's a good good explanation because. You have to take all of the pieces and put them together. Now, unfortunately, we don't know if we have all of the pieces. Um, some could be misinterpreted. But when I looked yesterday with 146 military aircraft flying over Colorado, I'm going, what is up with this? I mean, that's not normal. That is not day-to-day -day business. Uh, we know there are things going on that we don't know. When the director for the Fed Now program, which is basically the conduit that will lead to the CBDC, came out Monday and said, we are ready to go. We are six weeks ahead. He said, we have everything online. If they wanted to start today, we could start today.
take that, take the explosives, take the sat phones, take the military flying over Colorado, take the condition of the economy, take the things that are happening in the Ukraine. I mean, the Ukraine is going through a hundred million dollars worth of missiles a day. Now, we're worried about a debt ceiling. The Department of Defense found $3 billion the other day. They didn't know they had. Well, we're all surprised with that, right? They could have put that back in their budget. But what did they do? They're shoveling it to the Ukraine. And I'm going, how much trouble can we really be in? Yeah. Uh, then I go back to Yellen when she said, well, we've got this trillion-dollar coin we can always use. What I think we're going to see, you know, when you look at it all, it's like, well, do they want to declare martial law? Do they want a bank holiday? We go back to the FDIC saying last fall, some Friday afternoon, this is all going to take place. Is this the Friday afternoon? It's a long holiday. Uh, Memorial Day. Wouldn't that be a classic Day to do something. Like oh, that. and and listen, the Luciferians love symbolic dates. They absolutely do. Uh, and you know, some of them are symbolic because they commemorate dates of other major events in world history. Some of them are symbolic because the very numerology behind it, the gematria, is 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 uh, significant. Uh, some of them are just holidays, like Memorial Day. You're right. That would be a perfect uh, a perfect target, but. Uh, yeah, you know, in in personally, my if I could I could snap my fingers and have things happen uh, in a particular order this weekend, it would be uh, number one rapture. <laughs> that, would be my, that would be at the first uh, of my list. But barring that, yes, I I, I really hope nothing happens on Friday because I can't wait to give this message in Tulsa. I just uh, like I said, I talked to the director yesterday and just uh, he's pumped. I'm pumped. The conference is going to be great and. People need to hear what I have to say, but uh, so either, either come Lord Jesus, and He could come at any moment, or please give us at least another weekend. We we'd like to uh, alert people and give people the chance to wake up. So, and I only say that because I know the Luciferians are listening. Uh, so maybe they'll uh, they'll uh, get a chuckle out of me thinking that I can persuade them, but who knows? Well, you never know. But I have to agree. It's either now or I got a couple things I need to do, right? Which are totally immaterial, but. You know, we look at it, Mr. Erdogan, the leader of uh, Turkey. Okay, his runoff election is the 28th. Now, I have no doubt he's going to win. But he said last week, he told the Russians, we need each other and we need to have stronger ties. Now, if he's not already gone from NATO, I think all it would have to be is just signing the paper because Obviously, he's going with the Russians. He's going with the BRICS, and that will be the sum total of the alliance needed for Gog and Magog. Hmm. Then we look at our friends, the Chinese. If you've noticed their Belt and Road project, and they're always there to help the really poor countries with loans. Well, here's what's happened with those loans. All right, Pakistan, Kenya, Mongolia. Laos, and a couple other ones basically took out these loans from China. Well, unfortunately, they are now coming due. These countries cannot afford it. They can't afford to pay it back. They can't even afford the interest on the loans. So what does China do? Now, most countries would forgive it, 
give it extra time. The Chinese said, we want our money. We want our money now. Mm. Now, no other lenders are going to go in there because the Chinese basically signed a secret agreement that is not public knowledge and not available for um, any type of review by other nations. But if those countries default, basically they will never be able to get a loan probably in the next 20 years from it, the IMF or any other country. So what they're doing, the food that, or the money that they were supplying for food, medicines and stuff like that for their population, they have quit those and they're giving the money to the Chinese. So anybody that thinks China is your friend should stop and take a little bit deeper look into what and who they really are. They want world domination. They want to own everything. And they're going to do it one way or another. Yeah. And, and their economy is not exactly robust either, because all national economies are just artificial. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's the the Luciferian elite that really hold the purse strings, uh, the the top tier, you know, bloodlines of the Illuminati that we've talked about before. Uh, but the Chinese don't really need to worry about their economy because uh, you know might makes right. They've got the power and they are you know, flexing their muscles. Um, I mean, that's that's the other thing that you know you've mentioned, and so have I. Several things today that are just sort of independent data points. And, and could they be independent silos, unconnected? Absolutely. It could be just nothing but coincidence necessarily. But uh, but they could also be part of a bigger puzzle that indicates something's happening. But but another one uh, that uh, that we, you know, we haven't mentioned, uh, and it just escapes my mind, I kind of chased too many rabbits there. But um, uh, just oh, the, you know the fact that there are so many uh, hot spots militarily. So you've got China, Taiwan, you've got uh, Israel, Iran, Turkey, and Russia aligning, as you mentioned, uh, sort of uh, all of the the uh, components of the Gog Magog alliance from Ezekiel thirty eight and thirty nine. You've got um, you know uh, North Korea and South Korea. Uh, so you've got so many places where any one of them um, uh, could could easily. Uh, it explode and 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 I was talking to uh, uh, or emailing uh, Leo with Leo Homan, uh, who I've really come to respect. I cite him in my books. He's just a, an outstanding researcher. Everybody ought to sign up for his newsletters. You know, he has a, a different view uh, eschatologically on the timing of the rapture. Uh, but you know, he he's not a necessarily a theologian, as far as I know, doesn't claim to be one. He's more of an excellent uh, researcher in current events. But he certainly understands where we're headed. And 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 he and I were uh, agreeing that it seems like they are pushing us to some type of military engagement on our homeland. And there are so many hotspots that could lead to that. Russia, China, North Korea, Iran, you, you name it. So, uh, so yeah, I just feel like there's... Um, there's a lot uh, going on, and it and and they want to like a good magician. They want our attention focused on one thing at a time, uh, and I think the wise person is going to try to step back. And this is what we're trying to do with our world events update, and 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 call your attention to some things that that might have escaped your notice. Yeah, the thing is, I am not a prophet. I am not a fortune teller. I am not a financial advisor. I bring you the information, or so does JB, that we've researched that people have told us that we trust. And it's to keep you aware, keep you on your toes, because the minute you let your guard down, that's when it's going to happen. 
And a good example of that is our AI, artificial intelligence. Uh, the way that's progressing every week makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Because I read an article the other day, a gentleman, he's going to rewrite the Bible. He's going to have AI rewrite the Bible. He wants it to rewrite it in an intimate way with the subject that is going to be purchasing it. He wants it to be empathetic and sympathetic. And if some things are a little harsh, they want to change that and make it so that it's not unpalatable. So when you have supercomputers doing that kind of stuff, doing whatever else we don't even know about, I mean, if the time is not now, when is it? How much worse can it get? How many different things would have to take place for us to finally be at the end of the end of the days? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it just seems like uh, all of the frontiers that Satan and his earthly and spiritual accomplices need to conquer have either been conquered or are being conquered. It just, if you look at it from a warfare perspective, and of course we know from Ephesians 6 that this is a spiritual war, um, you know, they, they've made the advances. Now, uh, obviously we're talking here about uh, from a human perspective, because we know at, at, at the end of the age, God wins. It's all, it's all uh, a battle has already been won. Uh, so Satan's fighting a futile battle, but doesn't mean that there's not a real battle. And that's why so many passages, and I talked about this last night at Prophecy Night in Scripture, talk, you know, reference the spiritual battle that's going on. So the question is, when will the rapture happen? If it happens Today, fantastic, praise God, but it, he may tarry, um, and we don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, what the Lord's timetable is. So if the Lord tarries, that's where we have to think about these things, as distasteful as they are, and recognize uh, we've got to be uh, prepared. So anything else, Randy, on your list of uh, very encouraging and uplifting items today? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've given them enough for one week. Yeah. By the time they get done digesting this, talking about it over Memorial Day, if everybody hasn't built a bunker with all of their supplies, I'm going to be surprised. But like I said, I'm not a fortune teller, but the information I'm being told is it is present. It is near. Don't be surprised when it happens. Just be prepared. Yeah. And, and Randy, I know you're not a fortune teller, but... It would be kind of fun to see you with lipstick and a scarf on your head, you know, just to just to just paint that mental picture. That's, for our just, that's a little bit too. That's a little too close to the drag queen. Thanks anyway. <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, so folks, I uh, just want to remind you before we close that. Um, Amazon.com is a great place to buy Pepto-Bismol. They'll deliver it right to your house. And uh, and this might be a good time to do that. Usually if you have Prime, they'll get it to you the next day. And after today's episode, uh, that might not be a bad idea. So, but no, thanks for listening. Uh, we know who wins in the end. We know greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Uh, those passages that we read here at the outset today, if we faint in the day of adversity, our strength is small. Be strong, be, be encouraged understand uh, who God is. Uh, we, we understand the wicked are going to fall by calamity. We understand that the lamp of the wicked will be shut out. Uh, and let me just close by saying, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know the Lord, boy, today is the day. Don't put it off. You need to stop what you're doing right now. Pray to the Lord and, tr and express your trust 
in Jesus Christ, God's Son and our Savior, as the only one who can forgive your sin and give you the gift of eternal life. It's simply a matter of faith. You know, prayer doesn't save you. There's no sinner's prayer. There's no verbiage you have to use. There's no chant you have to say. It's not about signing a card or raising a hand or walking an aisle. It's about simple faith. Who are you trusting in uh, to make you right with God? Jesus Christ made it possible for everyone on earth to be made right with God if they'll simply receive from Him that free gift. And the way that you receive it is by faith. You say something along the lines of, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. So today I'm trusting in Jesus Christ and what He did for me on the cross as the only hope for eternal life, and I'm trusting in Him today. So if you're not a believer, please trust in Jesus today. If you are already saved, guess what? The method of justification being made right with God initially is the same as the method of sanctification growing in the Lord, and that is faith. Walk by faith and not by sight. So once again, uh, thanks for your uh, prayers as we travel. We head out today to head to Tulsa. I've got another a podcast coming tomorrow uh, that we will be doing uh, from the road, and that's uh, with uh, my friend Mark Fontecchio up in Alaska. We're doing one on uh, commonly misinterpreted passages, and we're going to take a look at Matthew 7. So that's uh, coming tomorrow. You can look forward uh, to that. In the meantime, don't forget to check out our website, notbyworks.org. If you click on the videos and podcasts tab on the left, or hover the mouse over it, you'll see a bunch of subcategories that come up, and that's where you can go directly to some of the different ongoing series that I have, where we can go to Prophecy Night, for example, or Sunday Sermons, where we just finished up the Book of Acts, and it's just a, a well-organized uh, section of our website that takes you straight to the topics. Our 80, I think it was 86 part series that we did on What Lies Ahead, a biblical overview of the end times is still listed uh, there. Uh, you can also click under under resources and go straight to our devotionals page and read uh, the devotionals. And finally, don't forget to scroll through the highlight carousel right there on the homepage. That great big square uh, promotional banner uh, has arrows to the left and the right. You can scroll through it, and that's where we put our recent content and special announcements like the conference and like live stream announcements and that type of thing. So notbyworks.org, you can sign up for our newsletter there at the bottom of the homepage and stay in touch with all that the Lord is doing through this ministry. Uh, thank you, Randy. So, so great to have you on today. I wish you the best this weekend, and we will talk to you again next week. And then uh, for the rest of you, thanks again for your encouragement and support. God bless you. Reach out to us if there's ever anything we can do for you. But until next time, have a great weekend.